Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Holding it in in all the right places. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Beginning. His first. I thought. First. I'll be. and hit an absolute ton. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. We're going to win, Twins. We're going to score. We're going to win, Twins. What's that baseball score? Happy Josh Donaldson Day, gentlemen. Happy, happy it's a glorious an- day. Happy anniversary to Score day. North. This That's is the true. one year anniversary of Score North. Yeah. Ce- celebrating also Josh Donaldson Day here. A lot to, a, a lot to celebrate on this day. Here in the great state of Minnesota, and if you were ever wondering uh, what does uh, what does thirty seven regular season home runs all strung together sound like, what does a thirty seven <laughs> like home run bomb toss sound like? That is Jonathan Harrison on the master control. That there. last one that we heard is that's the epitome of a great crack of the bat. Oh, oh, Donaldson to left and hit an absolute ton. Exactly. Oh, that's the double whammy hit. Oh, that's the bang bang. I gotta find another it's one here for you. Echo. Too. It's amazing. Oh. Yeah, it's bang bang. Can you get it? That's just one more time. Just more time. right into here my veins. Yep. Oh, Donaldson to left and hit an absolute ton. Oh my goodness. We were playing these today on Score North. I love the scream. Who was that? Who was that? Who was that? Seriously. Very pleased young lady. That's who that was. <laughs> Oh, what? What? I'm talking baseball. (laughs) Leave it to Rami. I'm talking. No, leave it to you to let your mind go there. I'm talking baseball, sir. You know what you meant. One step too far, guy. Is Rami being one step too far, guy? Am I absolutely one step too far, guy? We were playing those highlights and those cracks (laughs) of the bat on Score North Live today, which, by the way, it's uh, noon to two weekdays here on Score North. It's me and a rotating panel of Score North personalities as my co host. And I needed, in this order, after that show, a sandwich, a cigarette, and a nap. That's that's how good that show was today from noon to two and just taking in all the Josh Donaldson, all the home runs, all the highlights. Swing and drive, oh, first pitch. It's two to nothing. The rain has come again. Oh, this guy's a money player. 
These games in September are huge, and he is coming up huge. And everybody's dancing in the rain in the Braves' dugout as Josh Donaldson makes it to zip. I just want to give you guys a warning here, just so we're all on the same page mm-hmm. for these next two hours. I'm going to be absolutely insufferable for two hours on this show today. Even Okay, I get the joke, even more insufferable than you usually are, Mackie. I've been looking forward to this day for three years, ever since this new front office came into the mix. For every person who called and emailed and tweeted and said, the Twins will never sign a big free agent, Polad pocket protector, this, that. This is a new front office. This is a new era of Twins baseball. We've been saying it on this show, and damn it, I want this victory lap for two hours. I just want a two-hour victory lap, and if you guys are willing out there to uh, to call in and apologize, you can. <laughs> At 651-646-8255, the apology phone lines are open from now until the end of the show. On vet- we'll just be sitting here. On VetLine today, I attempted to get people to call in because of my Twitter timeline for the last, well, basically since the agreement came out. It's been a just a, a a cluster of people still upset with the twins and stuff, and I just like can some of you people please call? I won't yell. Who like who? But like, I want to know. They, but like, I want to know like bot accounts. That that's what I said too. I said, like, "What are you mad they about?" Vote for president and don't like the twins, but I can't figure it out. And I said, "Just call me and tell me." And I'm not even going to yell. I just want to know why you're not happy. Like just just stop for a second. And and you know we can all agree it'd be nice. They still need a top-end pitcher, but let's just stop for a second. They finally signed the contract that we've all been waiting how Dude. long for. Like, you've signed this massive contract, which, by the way, is a somewhat, and I say this in a good way, somewhat irresponsible as far as, oh, it's, my gosh, yes. it's going to be old when this ends. It, it's amazing. Because it's, it's, it's a win-now contract. Reckless. Yes. But can you play, too, because I feel like the crack of the bat is fantastic, and that's the sexy Swing. thing. Oh, can yeah. you, can oh, you play God. the glove work, though? Sure. See, the glove work, to me, that's where it's at, too. Off speed pitch, Donaldson dives from the foul territory, makes a strong throw. Oh, Donaldson, he's coming home, and they get Murphy. What a play by Donaldson at third base. He's a Batman and a glove man. Pretty slick, man. I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I, I don't understand. I think maybe if you're just pre-programmed to be negative, like knee-jerk reaction negative about the Twins, then your first question is, well, can you pitch? But here's the thing. Baseball is about run creation and run prevention. And I think Rami's done a great job in, in our year having Rami on the show. Like that's the way Rami thinks about the game, too. And let's let's simplify it. Like forget about pitching. It's score runs, prevent runs. Yeah. And Josh Donaldson is elite at creating runs with his bat and preventing runs with his glove at third base. And he, he doesn't make the difference in run prevention, obviously, that a ace starting pitcher would, but I've developed this algorithm, Mackie, in in terms of analyzing baseball. It's super complicated, but to boil it down to its simplest terms, it comes down down to this simple conclusion. Through all my mathematical and scientific research, uh, the more runs you score, the more runs you can give up and still win baseball games. Swing and a drive! First pitch! It's two to nothing! I know I'm getting complicated. It can and I and, and that probably doesn't make good radio. But I'm just telling you, <laughs> the more runs you score, the more runs you can give up and still win baseball. What games. a novel concept, James Junior. I know, Jr. Novel I, know. Right I, know. I know, guys. I don't. I'm not trying to be smartest guy in the room. I'm not trying to be nerdy analytics guy. You know what I mean? But I I did the research, and I'm here to tell you, it's conclusive. 
The more runs you score, the yeah. more you can give up and still win. And he he moves the needle when it comes to scoring runs. In fact, I just took a little gander through Fangraphs.com. Among all position players, when you include bat and glove, since 2013, the only player worth more wins above replacement in all of baseball among position players since 2013 is Mike Trout. It's Mike Trout 1, and there's a gap, and Josh Donaldson 2, and that includes a couple injury seasons. Now, does that mean that he's going to be... Like he's going to be in his prime for these next five years? No, not necessarily. But that dude was one of the best players in baseball last year, but and he that, was healthy. He played 155 games. But what you just said is the point. This this front office, which we have deemed, you know, we don't know completely. They just signed a 34 year old. I think he turned 34 in December last month. They just signed him to a five year contract. Now there's almost unless he's Nelson Cruz, there's almost no way in five years he's going to be. Super productive. In fact, in four years, he might not be. That's the point. The point is, I got concerned because it seemed to me that the way things were going this winter, you said to yourself, do these guys realize this team is really good right now? Like, I don't know. 2022, they might be good. I don't know. But are they going to make any moves that that really big, in a strong way, say, we're really good right now? Yeah. And to their credit, last night, they did that. They, they did not say, oh boy, in five years from now, if we do this, we are going to pay a price and we are not going to love life and therefore, but in five years, our youngsters will be good, so forget Josh Donaldson. They said, let's do something that we think probably can pay off two or three years for sure, but really pay off in 2020. Yeah, I, I don't care. So this answers so many questions about the path. Yeah, I, I don't care a lick about the last two years of this contract. I know you don't. It doesn't matter. Like, but it, I'm with you on no, this. I, I agree with everything you just said. Yes. It's conditional whether or not I care about the back end of this contract. He needs to really deliver on the front end for me to not care about the back end. And there, there's a gray area somewhere in there where... Of course, Jonathan grabbed that as a drop. He plays consistently at a certain how level. Could, how could you not? Where is your mind today, young man? With there, your words. You know? There is you really want to know. He's like, he's like grinding away and he just looks up. There's a gray Sorry. area in there where he can consistently perform over the four years and he's worth it. But what you're saying, if he's just flat out not worth it on the back end, it has to be because he was worth it and then some on the in the first half of that contract. But don't you guys enjoy, and because we in this town don't see this a ton, we do see it but not a ton, don't you guys enjoy the teams here taking a gamble? Like Kirk Cousins. I'm willing to say it probably is not going to work out. The Vikings are not going to have a Lombardi trophy next year, and therefore it's going to be three years of, wow, that didn't really work out. But I'm really hard-pressed to sit here and also, again, pound the table and say that was a stupid mistake. They took a chance. Suter and Parisi, it didn't work out. I can tell you that. 13-year yeah. right? But they took a chance. If Josh Donaldson on opening day, I'm not hoping for this, and, and but I'm just saying if he gets hurt on opening day... That's too bad, but guess what? At least they did something. Yes. Okay. Yes. But but then what frustrates me is then you got then you got second guess guy who's like, but they didn't do the right thing. All right, we can go down that road, but then what? Then this is just no fun. I I love the <laughs> no seriously. At that point, it's just like do something else. He also like speaking to the fun factor. As much fun as that team was to watch last year and breaking the Bomba record. Just wrap your head around the fact that they're going to be more fun to watch this year because they just signed one of the best and most fun players to watch in the entire league, right? Bring I mean, he's just, brain. 
He's like one of the five yes, or sir. ten dudes that I have to watch when I'm flipping around and there's a game on. Like, oh, Josh Donaldson's up. I need to see that swing. See that ball go 450 feet. Have you seen their bringer of rain celebration that they did in Atlanta last year when he finished his run through the dugout with an umbrella? So he'd get into the dugout after hitting a 472-foot home run or whatever, and not only would the first base and third base coaches be holding their hands up in the air with like their their fingers sort of twiddling like mm-hmm. raindrops, as soon as Josh Donaldson would get into the dugout, somebody was waiting for him with an umbrella. He grabs the umbrella when he steps down the dugout stairs, and then he runs through his team all the way to the other end of the dugout with the umbrella while they pour water and seeds. It's one of my favorite dugout celebrations for a home run. It's amazing. Great. It's awesome. (laughs) I Um, hope he brings it with him. The other two things that have to be discussed when you think of what Josh Donaldson brings, go back to that Yankees series last year. Rightfully so, the talk is about pitching. And we'll get into a discussion about Twins pitching and some of the other names that they tried to throw 80, 90, 100 million dollars at. But pitching was a huge problem, yes. When you're starting Randy Dobnak, a lift driver in game three at Yankee Stadium, it's not ideal. When you're starting Brian Dunsing 10 lift years ago, Uber? I think it's both. Oh, really? Okay. Put the decal on and you're good to go. Okay. You're good to go with either one of those sure. decals. But. When you compare the Twins lineup to the Yankees lineup, going into the series, we all mistakenly thought, oh, Twins can throw hands with that lineup there. Yeah, the Twins broke the Bomba record, toe-to-toe with the Yankees. And then you actually saw the Yankees lineup in person for a three-game series, and you, you looked at Aaron Judge, and you just looked at what they were giving you from like the number 3 hitter all the way down in terms of power, and it was pretty obvious, all right, okay, the Yankees, when healthy, do have a better lineup. I wouldn't say that anymore. You put Josh Donaldson in this lineup and Buxton's back hitting ninth for you. The Twins, I think, now have the best lineup in baseball and a better lineup than the Yankees have. And the other thing that's driven us nuts here when it comes to these Twins-Yankees series for 15 years, it's the pee-down-your-leg factor in these series, right? It's the, we're going to be, this is the year, right? We're going to thump our chest and we're going to go into Yankee Stadium and then it's like, oh, oh my God. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Dude, not with Josh Donaldson. Like, he is the swaggeriest of swagger players in all of baseball. I don't think swaggeriest is a word, but I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But that lineup, Mackie, and I I saw this last night and gave it about 18 eyeball emojis when Score North tweeted the screen grab of the Twins lineup, which theoretically reads as follows. Kepler, Polanco, Cruz, Donaldson, Rosario, Garver, Arise, Sano, and Byron Buxton. That is one through nine, as as strong, as deep a lineup as you're going to find. Not to mention, they got some pretty good players on the bench, too, who you can plug in there on a given day to give a guy a rest. It's 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 as as potent a lineup as you're going to find in Major League Baseball. 2019 home, run, uh, home runs from the guys that Rami just read, in order, one through nine. 36, 22, 41, 37, 32, 31, 4... 34, and 10 from Buxton, who missed, what, half the season? Who was four? Arise? Arise. Yeah, and he hit like 330. But up to him, 36-22, for uh, Cruz, 37 for Donaldson, 32 for Rosario, and 31 for Garver. Swing and a drive! Mm-hmm. First. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to that. Swing and a drive! Oh, that's beautiful. Makes me snug. Yeah. I'm telling you. How snug does it make you? Pretty own? snug. Pretty snug. But doesn't this doesn't this give you, Phil, the the feeling as well to talk about pitching for a second that they now are going to make some type of deal for a John Gray type 
Because I don't think that you make this move and acquire a player who needs to basically probably maximize his talents by his age in the next two or three years and then say, but the pitching's fine. Yeah, no, it's, this it's, to me, this to me signifies that they will make and it might not be before spring training. I don't know when, but they'll make a trade for a guy where it'll go Barrios, yet to be acquired pitcher. It it guarantees a pitching move at some point, even if it doesn't happen before the season. Right. It guarantees at some point between now and the, and the middle of the summer, they're going to make a big move for for pitching, and they're in a great spot because if they let's you know they, they whiffed on some free agents. It's it's, it's widely publicized that they, they were trying to give a hundred million dollars to Zach Wheeler and Madison Bumgarner, and you know they're, they're sitting there with hundred million dollars burning a hole in their pocket. And they say, all right, well let's let's get creative here. And let's give it to an awesome position player. And then, and what I love about it is you have made your team so much better defensively and offensively without giving up any of your top prospects. And you still have a closet full of like 15 or 20 really good tradable prospects. And you can go to Colorado for John Gray. You can go to Miami for Alcantara or somebody, whether it's now or in May or June. And I think if, if let's say you whiffed on these free agents in the offseason and you then went to the trade market to fill a pitching need. Are you really going to go back? Are you going to go? Are you going to? Are you going to give up two batches of great prospects in two trades to make your team better? I don't. That's not really realistic to me when you're looking at this front office. So to pay money for one of the assets and then to pay prospects for another one. Now your World Series ready, and now you haven't completely gutted your farm system. And we still think they spot. need to add to the rotation. Yeah. Nobody is sitting here today saying that rotation is a finished product, and and you can win a World Series with the five or, or six, maybe even seven guys who are in the mix for those five spots. Nobody is saying that. But the fact that you made a strength stronger in terms of that spot in your lineup that C.J. Crone occupied, and you've made your defense better by replacing Miguel Sano at third, play, at third base with... Gold Glover Josh Donaldson, and as you pointed out, Phil, he is the second. He has the second highest WAR since 2015, behind only Mike Trout. I mean, why would why wouldn't you be glad that your team got better? I don't know. I, I I can't wrap my head around somebody who isn't glad that your team is better. Yes, they strengthened what was already a strength, but so what? You just became a better baseball team. Okay, here's my question: If is it just that the the Twins fans have this the the Twins have this pocket of just negative angry fans that no matter what they do it's not good enough or or is it like if you go back to the 1998 Vikings draft for instance if Twitter existed and if if all of the different media that we have now existed the Vikings had two of the best receivers in the NFL in Jake Reed and Chris Carter and they drafted Randy Moss like I kind of compare it to that you already got an amazing lineup but. You put this dude on top of it, and now it's a game-changing lineup. The Vikings added Randy Moss to that offensive nucleus, and it goes from, that's a really good offense with good receivers, to, no, like this is next level better than anybody else can field. That's the best comparison that I can... 20 years later, different sport, but you're, it's not just, well, you didn't address the pitching need, and you, you added to... No, you you took a really, really good offense and pushed it over the top in a way that teams are going to... Teams are going to get beat 10 runs every single night by this offense. It's going to be ridiculous. What drove me the most crazy last night, though, was this, was the um, uh, people who tweeted things like, it's one signing, they're still cheap, and things. And that's where I'm like, okay, then you just, then you don't care. Then you just don't like them. Which, by the way, is fine. Just pick a different team. Like, that's, you don't have to like the Twins, 
but then just pick a different team. Because I got that. I got, well, this just replaces Maurer's contract, and they're still cheap, and they could have spent more through the years. It's like, okay, no. yeah, I suppose, but now, now we're going down a path that is just completely boring. Yeah. So, you know, like I said. And I don't think, and, and if they screw up, I think we jump on them. That's the other thing. If we sat here and did nothing but sing the Wind Twins song, fight song, you know, I'd be like, okay, I get that. But we hammered them for not doing something. They did something. How can you not turn around and say, oh, okay, good job? Yeah, I mean, listen, the apology lines are open. 651-646-8255. They ain't going to be right? ringing. I'm going to be insufferable today. Somebody somebody tweeted at me today, said something like, uh, you know, it seems kind of petty that you're taking a victory lap. And I'm like, you know what, damn it, all right? For a guy that batted 250 and went 0 for his last 19 in our write-that-down predictions, wrong a lot on this microphone, yep. just give me the victory lap, okay? That's, you, don't, you don't get to chirp, chirp, chirp and not get one <laughs> clap back one time. Uh, Ryan, Ryan and Fargo, you're on with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Oh, first off, I just want to say congratulations on your one year. Thank you for being such an awesome radio station. Yeah, thanks, thanks man. man. Appreciate it. And um, I'm glad that they, they signed him, but I do think they need to get pitching, which I have a quick write that down, if you don't mind. It's an unofficial one, This is, uh, okay, it's, it's, sure. but, but we'll take it anyways. The Twins will trade for a pitcher no later than July 16th. Mm, okay. All right. By my birthday. Okay. Happy birthday. I had a Any guesses who that pitcher's going to be? I tried that analogy thing last week, and it kind of blew up in my face, so I'm going to just peace out on that. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Talk to you guys later. Thanks, Thanks. Ryan. Appreciate Thanks for the you, kind man. words. Appreciate it. Whoops. And that's what I look at Josh Donaldson as, a, a bridge. A bridge to, to, to where they are in a position to add, whether, yeah. it, whether it's right at the deadline at July 31st or it's earlier, like he said, July 16th, or even earlier than that, before they got Donaldson, I I wasn't necessarily sold with an improved White Sox team, an Indians team that still has Francisco Lindor and and the Aces that have been in the rumor mill. Should they become sellers and and start a rebuild there? All those guys are still there, so the Indians aren't going anywhere. Before they got Donaldson, I had legitimate concerns if they would even be in position to add at any point in this season, or if they were going to be in third place, looking up at those two teams in the division. Now I feel like they are to me. I know not a lot of people in the baseball world might agree with me. They're the clear-cut front runners in the AL Central. So this is a bridge to putting yourself in World Series contention, but I'm not satisfied yet. I can be not satisfied and happy about this move. That's 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 it's perfectly live. You can't have two emotions. It's perfectly fine to you live in that have, space. You can't no, have two I can't. What? I am per, I am happy about this move, but not satisfied with the Twins just yet. Yeah, that feels like a lot of conflicting emotions there. I'm a complicated person. Swing and drive, first pitch. Oh, it's two to nothing. The rain has come again. Oh, boy. 651 646 Chip Carey's a really good play by play guy, by the way. I'm a big Chip yeah. Carey guy. Yeah. Are I, you? I like Chip. Yeah. We have a little bit of a different taste in our mouths. From, you don't like Chip? It's a line drive to left. It's cut. No, it's I mean, not cut. Everybody makes mistakes he like that. Come watched on. a huge, huge. Huge call. I, he, he, always used to, he, he said fisted every other at-bat, too. A little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm staying away from that one. Randy in Cottage Grove. What brings you to the show today, Randy? Well, uh, for, I, first off, uh, school. And then uh, just need to make it clear here that uh, fo- you know, football and the Vikes, it's still my first love, okay? 
I don't think anyone would question that, Randy. That that ain't gonna change, mm-hmm. uh, and that'll always be the way it is. It's the, it's the true game, but uh, I did uh, have kind of just a, a little snugness about uh, the, the news, and uh, you know we could use a little positive, uh, little pick me up uh, after Sunday, Saturday, and uh, so I, you know I play softball, I have for years, and I like a good grooved, uh, a good group swing, you know, and and I, I recognize it when I see it, you know, they say. Uh, what is the game games recognize games and I, I saw it when I looked at a video today above uh of Donaldson and that he he, he has a group swing. I mean there there is no doubt about yeah. it. I uh, he loads it up, gets it gets it gets it real quick through the zone and I, I he he made, made me made me snug. You think he and, could do uh, some damage in your softball league, Randy? Oh no question. Yeah. I, no he's first of all he'd be disqualified though. Why is that? Uh, is amateur. It's an amateur league, uh, but uh, I, I called it. I called this weeks ago. I heard it from a guy. I just I'm not going to name names, but I, I was one of the guys who was confident about that this would happen. Uh, and, and so, um, you know, it, it, it could bridge the gap, I guess, as they say, to uh, to the Vikes season a little bit uh, around here. And um, you know, just to kind of help some of the fans get pumped up, if if you guys want, I I, I did prepare. A, I could do a twin a twins projected lineup uh, stud stable. Whoa! Oh, okay. Wait, you have a twins stud stable? I looked at uh, a lot of the guys online. A lot of the the writers are doing the projected lineup, so I just work with one of them here, and uh, it's loaded. I mean, <laughs> as I said, I Donaldson's his swing is grooved, and and and, and I, I like the look of this lineup. And if you can. Do the music. I'll give you the starting uh, nine. Uh, give, but, uh, give the man his music, Jonathan. Randy and Cottage Grove, a Twins stud stable here. This is the Minnesota Twins projected starting lineup for 2020. Stud stable. Number one hitter. Second baseman. Luis Arias. The stud Number two in the two-all is a shortstop. Jorge Polanco is a stud. Love Jorge. Three-hitter is an old cat. Been around the league for a while, and he's going to scratch a lot this summer. This is Nelson Cruz. He's a stud. Scratch a lot. Number four, hmm. he's new in town, but he's going to find himself right at home on the bomb squad. He's the guy who makes it rain. Josh Donaldson. The stud. Then the five hitter. In my league, we call it second cleanup hitter. He makes sure those bases are clean. He's from Germany. His name is Matt Kempler, and he's a stud. In the sixth hole, they're going to slide him over across the diamond, and he can scoop it, and he can rake. Miguel Sano is a stud. Mm. In the seven, bottom third of the order, he's very strong still, and he's a guy who has a lot of pop and a lot of flavor. He likes bombs. He's Eddie Rosario. He's a stud. Where are we at now? Number eight hole. Mm, okay. Mitch Gravner, he's a catcher. 
and he can rake. Mitch Grabner is a stud. Grabner? And then this guy, he's going to be coming back with a head of steam. The center field guy. He's Byron Buxton, and he's a stud. All right. Hmm. Let's take a look now. At some oh. of the bench players. Actually, no, Randy, we uh, actually we're good. We should keep it moving, he's the man. The guy who they call La Tortuga. No, Randy, Randy, he's we're uh, slug. No, he's I, able to work his way no, around. We'll just fade him. But he really gets people excited. When are you guys gonna learn that? The trying to cut Randy off once he started. But he went through the whole lineup, and it took him like eighteen minutes. He also started with the bench guy that's not going to make the <laughs> roster now. But that's okay. We enjoyed the Williams Astadia era. <laughs> <laughs> I am big fans of Arias and Jorgie, though. Is he still on? Is he still on? Yeah. Fade him back up just for fun. And he's a stud. A lot of people like to think that you can't have a team without a good utility guy. <laughs> well, I know better. And this is a guy named Edric Aranzia. He can play at third. He can play at first. And Edric Aranzia... Is a stud. All right. We'll fade him back. All right. Who was that last guy? I have no idea. Does it matter at this point? <laughs> who was that? <laughs> who was he talking? I'm looking through the roster and I have no idea who he's talking about. I, I think he meant Adrianza. Adrianza. <laughs> yeah. He oh, just got I, a little confused. Thought it was Eric Aranzi. Eric Aranzi. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, Randy. Oh, man. Randy was so thrown by the Vikings' defeat and started crying that he's probably had to bow out of Vikings' yeah, I wanted thoughts to, for at least a week. I wanted to more. delve a little deeper into how you know he's feeling about the Vikings. He was really, really distraught the other day, but we, could, we can't. Once he starts with that stud stable, you can't break through with he, Randy. He canceled Christmas after the Packer loss <laughs> and wouldn't discuss it after. Because Phil and I tried to get him to talk about Christmas being canceled. <laughs> Boy, that guy. Uh, Randy Vikes 69 on Twitter, if you want to. Fun follow. Oh, his is he tweeting about the Twins now? He is. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, and Check it out. Not spelling a lot of words right. But Randy Vikes 69. If, if you out. could swap Josh Donaldson for one of the stud <laughs> free agent pitchers that they were going after, would you do that? 651-646-8255. <laughs> Mackie and Jeb with Rami here. Three I just studs. Saw, I just pulled up Randy. First of all, I got it. Yeah, I got he's, it. he's 100% right, despite not knowing how to spell or use punctuation at all. Yesterday, he quote tweeted a tweet from December 15th where he says, Josh Donaldson, no D, twins, T-W-I-N, apostrophe S, quote tweeted that and said, I call it. So he nailed it a month ago. He nailed it a month ago, almost. Well, exactly a month ago, Randy called this. Wow, wow. We need. To, let's retweet that and give him credit. I didn't know he called it a month ago. Randy and Doogie called this. He nailed. Well, but Randy called it before Doogie. Maybe Randy's Doogie's source here. I don't know. Let's talk about Luther Brockdale Tieda. <laughs> That's right. At Luther Brockdale Tieda. You can get into a brand new Higlander. Great new design. Lots of extras. Perfect for Minnesota winters. 
You got to check them out. Luther Brookdale Toyota has been <laughs> part of my family for 30 oh, plus keep it years. Going. I liked it. <laughs> 2020 Highlanders or Higlanders, if you're Randy, are in stock right now on special. You can also get 0% interest on the remaining 2019 Highlanders. Winter will go a little easier behind the wheel of a Highlander from Luther Brookdale Toyota. It also goes easier behind the wheel of a RAV4. That's what I drive. A little XLE plowing through these icy, wintry conditions and uh, listening to whatever's on my uh, my set of apps on my phone because I've got that Apple CarPlay. I can just tap on the Score North app. 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard and Luther Brookdale Toyota. Luther Brookdale Toyota.com. Judd, why don't you talk about. Uh, What's your Jason Walgrave? Uh, Justin uh, Walgrave. Jason Walgrave, the Walgrave Real Estate Group, and their guaranteed, I can say guaranteed, sales program. All right, as sports fans, you know we all love guarantees, right? I've been talking to you about the fact that Joe Namath guaranteed a victory for the Jets in a certain football game 51 years ago. We still talk about it. I can guarantee you right now, Twins fans, well, those of you that actually like the Twins are thinking to themselves, I can guarantee you success for the Twins in 2020 because of the Donaldson signing, and you might be right, but you love guarantees. Now, what if I brought that closer to home and told you about a guarantee that could hit closer to home for you literally? If you're looking to sell your house, my friend Jason Walgrave and his team will guarantee the sale of your home when you list with the Walgrave real estate team. Yes, I said guarantee. Why have a guaranteed offer, folks, when you can have a guaranteed sale? You'll take the sale every time, right? All, all you need to do is go, it's this simple, to minnesotahometalk.com, click on the guaranteed sale button to learn how this program works. It is so simple. So if you're thinking of moving this spring, now is the, the time to act. And you know, if you're going to move, there's always the pressure, right? There's always all that stuff. Well, if you, you go to minnesotahometalk.com again and click on the guaranteed sales button to learn more, you will find that your move will go uh, very, very simple. Again, that's the Walgrave Real Estate Group. Go to uh, minnesotahometalk.com and click on the Real Guarantee Sales button. Jonathan here with the Score North download. Listen and win the free or listen and win with the free Score North app. This month, one lucky winner will win a two hundred dollar gift card to Top Golf with prizes also available for Amazon.com and more. Register your app. Listen to your favorite Score North content, and you could be a winner. Obviously, the news we are talking about is the Twins signing Josh Donaldson to a four year. 90 million, 90 million plus deal that keeps him with the Twins for what probably will be, I would imagine, the remainder of his career, maybe. At 32, he's going on to later later parts of his career. Here's what he had to say earlier about his hitting strategy. If I'm a 10-year-old kid at home, give me something to go out and... Okay, I'll tell you, if you're 10 years old and your coach says, get on top of the ball, tell him no. <laughs> because... In the big leagues, these things that they call ground balls are outs. Yeah, they don't pay. They don't pay you for ground balls. They pay you for doubles. They pay you for homers. Seems reasonable. <laughs> That's been your score north download. Now back to Mac and Judd with Rami. That's a great clip. That video was kind of circulating around today. It's like a nine-minute video, and if if you're a nerd and you want to do a deep dive. I believe it was Mark. Was it Mark DeRosa in that video with with him? Yes. I think former player. Yep, from a couple of years ago. And basically, Josh Donaldson spends eight or nine minutes, ten minutes, explaining his hitting mechanics. And this was this was when the Blue Jays had Batista and Encarnacion, and all those guys were just launch angle obsessed. And Justin Smoke had a breakout year. And Mark DeRosa was just, and Mark DeRosa was playing like three years ago. So Mark DeRosa, it's not like Mark DeRosa played in the nineteen sixties and is just like, wow, what's all this new? 
And, but Mark DeRosa said, I grew up and all throughout high school and college and major leagues, I was taught hands to the ball. And you get on top of the ball and hit line drives and ground balls. And Josh Donaldson's like, well, then it's amazing that you hit any home runs in your career. It's a testament to, I guess, how good your hands were that you hit home runs once in a while. But uh, I'm I'm looking to just hit balls over the fence. And it's just it's really fun to hear him talk about hitting and and how he doesn't he doesn't give a rip about hitting a pop up to the outfield because he's going to hit forty home runs doing it his way. Something tells me a youth coach listening to us doesn't feel the same way, Phil. If you're a youth coach, six five one six four six eight two five five. I love the fact some ten year old kid because you know some ten year old kid right <laughs> saw that and told his coach. Shut up! I don't Is, get paid for ground balls. You know Some that. Ten year old. You at know that and happened. Say, I'm not getting paid for ground balls, <laughs> little Jimmy. There's no fence. It's a, it's a little, little league baseball. Is it the same effect as the, now you you go to kid basketball games and everyone's trying to launch threes yes. from 25 feet? Yes. Steph Curry Basically, and Trey yes. Young can do it. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, it. the home Air run balls. and the three are are the exact equivalent of each other in their respective sports. Yeah. We've come to realize through extensive research that those are the best and easiest ways to score points, and so more and more people are doing it, and that makes sense. Unfor- whether unfortunately, you like it or not, whether you're entertained by it or not, if you're trying to win, that just makes sense. Unfortunately, some are trying to do it, and some, let's say, who play for the Timberwolves aren't very good at it, and so it can be painful to watch. But if you can do it, it's great. Yeah, still the right, it's still the right thing to try to do, I guess, but you might want to find some... You might want to find people that can do it, like the Twins have. Yeah. So, all right, if you guys could go back now, obviously the Twins were not lying to the public. They weren't putting together stories to be floated out to make it look like they were bidding $100 million on free agents. I mean, they had $100 million in their pocket, and they wanted to spend it this offseason. And Zach Wheeler was the first one that was reportedly in the mix. And then Madison Bumgarner, kind of around the same price tag. So if you guys could just go back to the beginning of the offseason, and instead of Bumgarner wanting to live and play in Phoenix, he would have been more open to playing in the Twin Cities, and Zach Wheeler, instead of his wife wanting to play, wanting to live in Philadelphia, if, if, if all things were equal and everyone was willing to come to Minnesota and you just had your pick, here's $90-$100 million, Bumgarner, Wheeler, Hyunjin Ryu, who went to Toronto, or Josh Donaldson, or, or somebody else around that same price. Would Donaldson be the guy that you choose? I still think I go and get pitching. I don't know. I don't know if I'd take everybody on that list before Donaldson, but there are a couple guys on that list, especially Wheeler. I think there. I think there's a lot of upside with Wheeler and something that hasn't been necessarily tapped there yet. There are a couple guys on that list who I think I, I might want more than Josh Donaldson. But when you get to the bottom end of the list of Free agent pitchers who are out there, you get to the Dallas Keuchels of the world. I think even even Ryu might be in that category, given his age. I'd rather have Donaldson than those guys. But the guys at the top of the list, I think I'd rather I'd rather have the pitching. Wheeler, to me, is an interesting uh, dynamic because he's not that old, and there might be a lot of upside there, but I'm not sure that he just didn't get flat-out paid too much by the Phillies. No. The Mad Bum fit for the Twins really intrigued me. I really liked that one. I know he's got mileage, but the way he's wired, and I think there's something left there. And again, I don't think there's five years left there, but I think there's a few years left in which he could be extremely effective. So I I probably side with Rami here in the sense that I would go pitching first, but I would have gone Mad Bum, perhaps Wheeler, Ryu, and Keiko. Here's the weird thing, or the funny thing with Keiko. 
Keiko only interests me if I have Donaldson at third base. Yeah. Because he gets a ton of ground balls. Yeah. And I don't want a ton of ground balls if Miguel Sano is starting on a daily basis for me at third base. So if I had to, in the old um, Mackey and Judd way, rank them, I'd probably put, personally, Mad Bum first, Wheeler probably second, Donaldson third, and the other two pitchers, if I could get them at the right price, but I would not have, I, I would not have jumped at them. So here's what's crazy. I would have chosen Josh Donaldson for this reason, because a guy who's in his, so even though he's 34, Wheeler was like, he's like 28, 29, so, so Wheeler is, is a little bit closer to someone that I would pull the trigger on here if given the choice. But Josh Donaldson has more of a chance, I think, of just being, of reaching his ceiling the next three or four years on a more regular basis. Like they, they all could have health concerns. So to me, the health and the, and the injury risk is sort of equal across the board. Donaldson's had some back issues in his past. These pitchers, they've all had injury issues at, at one point or another, and they 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 could like they could all need Tommy John surgery at some point. So I kind of I just injuries for me is kind of even across the board. I would rather bank on a great defensive third baseman who hits at an MVP level in his career. I would I would bank on that guy being a cornerstone player for me the next three years, and then go trade for younger pitching. I think I just think that's the play. I think get get your lineup solidified even even more than it was last year, and then if John Gray's available, but I I can't go on the assumption that you're going to find the right pitching at the right price. If you're just asking me about this move isolated in a vacuum, and you're saying would you rather have this guy or that guy, I think I'd rather have Wheeler or maybe Mad Bum, the guys who after Cole and Strasburg obviously were at the top of the pitching market. I'd rather have one of those guys than Josh Donaldson because we don't know for sure that that pitcher you're talking about is on the horizon or is necessarily coming. But so let's isolate it to just that move and not think about. So I'll take I'll take my second part of that point off the table. Josh Donaldson to me, just in my opinion, makes this the best lineup in baseball. I don't on paper. Obviously, things can change, and you could get a rookie hitter pop up like the Astros did last year, but. This is the best lineup on paper. So you sign him, and now you have a stamp. You have just flat out the best, most productive lineup in baseball. Mm-hmm. If you sign Wheeler, you still don't have the best lineup in baseball. You still don't have the best rotation by any means, maybe even in your own division. So I, I think I think Donaldson moves the needle more than any of these other guys do, and you still have a chance to go make your pitching rotation better. So if, I love it, if, if you can't tell. If we go down that path, what's the next move then? Rosario and a prospect for a pitcher? So like, what? where does this end? So Donaldson at third, Sano at first, and let's say you get into, I don't know, May or June, and June, and teams start to fall out yeah. and make trades. Is it Rosario, a prospect, two prospects for a guy like Gray? Is it because I, if we can go down the path of where of where the pitcher that you should obtain and probably will, I think at this point, is going to slot in here? Because I don't think it's going to be clear cut one Barrios Odorizzi now. I think it's going to probably be Barrios, the next guy, and they'll probably be close. And then Jake is the three. Yeah. So what's what's the trade? What's the because you're going to have to give up something. And my guess is they're going to try to deal Rosario. Well, I let, let me let me let me take your question and pose another question. What? Because the way I look at it, I think they are one really really good starting pitcher and maybe like another good reliever that you would acquire at the deadline away from being on the level of like Yankees, Houston, et cetera, et cetera. I I legitimately think they have set themselves up with this Josh Donaldson signing with one or two more moves on the pitching side if everything stays healthy. 
I really think they're that close to being one of the three teams that can win the World Series. If you and this is a point Ben makes tweeting at us. He says Mackey is right. Donaldson is absolutely the best player of the group. Pitching is a bigger need, but you need to take the best talent. This enables you to move other assets to acquire pitching, and that's true. Because Josh Donaldson increases the talent pool, the resource of talent within the Twins organization. So you would think other parts throughout the organization are now more expendable, but that's an assumption. That's that's assuming that they're not prospect hoarders and they're going to be willing to let go of some of the better the better guys in their farm system to get the type of players that we're talking about in their rotation. But we're closer to that assumption being true now than we were when we ended the show on Tuesday, correct? Yeah. Sure. Because I've got to think now you, you would it would have to be really really goofy to make this move and then be like, "Okay, but nothing else." Yeah, this to me this this proves this set you up. This proves all the questions the people have had about the ownership and the front office. Now, they're not going to spend on payroll. They're not going to spend on the level of New York and Boston. But in terms of a commitment to one individual player, they have ended those questions with this signing. They will commit this type of money to one player. And they've been trying to do it for a couple of years. Shohei Otani, you Darvish. So, and, and to me, by by crossing that bridge on the money side... I think it shows that the ownership and the front office are also willing to cross that bridge to some extent on the prospect side. Are they just going to willy-nilly start giving away Royce Lewis and Alex Kirloff? No, but when you're this deep and you just signed a $100 million, this, by the way, Josh, just to emphasize even more the, the rare nature of this type of a signing, this is, according to Ken Rosenthal, the second most or the second biggest contract ever handed out to a guy 34 years or older. Kevin Brown, by the way, was the other one. And that $105 million for seven years for Kevin Brown back in 98. I remember that contract. That was bad. Was it Yankees? Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't work. His arm basically fell off. Yeah, that, right? Not a good investment. Makes it hard to pitch. It does. Yeah, no arm. But not impossible, and he should have pitched. <laughs> By the way, six five one six four six eight two five five. But but they are now to me the the logical progression, the common sense of this move says they are going to be willing now to make that next move, which is a pitcher. They see it, they know it. The most important question was, did they appreciate as much as many of us did how good they were right now? Because everything up until last night seemed to be all, all about the future, which is fine. They could be really good for five years. I have no clue. But everything up until then was, oh, man, the future. Okay, the future's great, but you're really good right now. You won 101 games. You mm-hmm. won a division. You are you are a competitive team with really nice pieces. And I think they sent two groups, two very important groups of people, a message last night with this move. One is the fans, clearly, because this is going to it's going to sell tickets. It's going to help them. It's going to incentivize fans to buy suites and tickets. That's important from a business standpoint. Sure. But the other group that I think is extremely important is the clubhouse. Oh my god! Like if you're Nelson Cruz up until last night, you were probably making phone calls and saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm 40, okay? Or I'm going on 40. I'm a man. I'm a I'm man. 40. I'm 39 right now, but I'm going to be a man in July. I'm going to be 40. <laughs> And so are you going, you know, are, are we going to do something here? Cause our team's good, but we need some pieces. And if they call you back and they're like, okay, it's done. And you're like, what's done? Josh Donaldson's done. Whoa. Yeah. I just imagine, imagine sitting in that clubhouse. You're right. It's, there's a, there's a human element thing at play here that's going to be tough to measure, but just the, the amount of adrenaline that would, that would be going through that clubhouse right now, wherever all those guys are just hanging out in the wintertime. 
And I'll go back to what I said earlier in the show, too. The Twins have always been deer in the headlights against the Yankees. Sometimes it's more deer in the headlights, and sometimes it's more the Yankees have four Hall of Fame hitters and Mariana Rivera, and uh, in the case of last year, they just had it was a better pitching matchup. But there's always been this underlying theme of, even though it's new rosters, and, well, what happened in 2004 and 2009 doesn't apply to us. It's like, well, then why aren't you able to score more than two runs in a game? You know, it's why... You, the, it's heavy. the The weight of the Yankees on the Twins for 15 years is heavy, and I think you need guys like Josh Donaldson to be able to walk out there and say, "Not only bleep you, but I'm going to hit three bombs in this series." We've been asking throughout the show what the people who have been screaming cheap poll ads want from these people. If you're still not satisfied, well, this DJ 84 tweets and has the answer. He says, "Here's an idea." You've pocketed money for 20 years. Pull out the old smelly cash and get all three. Weird. Oh, and they would still pocket about $100 million a year. Maybe Spreewell is their child. Where he's getting, where, where's his math, that. Where's I'm, his math going? I'm just reading the tweet, man. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just <laughs> reading the tweet. I got a few of those last night. And six, today. Six, five, one, six, four, six, eight, two, five, five. And by the way, if this, if this Donaldson signing isn't good enough for you and you just disagree and you've been listening in anger, call us. Six, five, one, six, four, six, eight, two, five, five. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Paul, you're on the show. I love that we're talking baseball in January. This is fantastic. Yeah, man, it's pretty sweet. Super fun. It's because the Wilds yeah. stink, Paul. Now, I was going to say, especially in light of what's going on in St. Paul right now. But Hey, uh, Paul, anyway. before you ask your question, how do you like the sweet crack of a bat? <laughs> I love it. Swing and drive, first pitch. It's two to nothing. The rain has come again. Oh, right there, That's Paul. The- it's the best sound in all of sports is the crack of the bat. I absolutely love it. Um, I do have a question about the trade front here, though. Uh, we're obviously uh, in agreement if they're going to get pitching, it's going to have to go by way of trade. Now, in light of the injury factor last year and the depth uh, that the, right now, it seems, uh, would you be more inclined to trade prospects instead of somebody like Rosario uh, because of, you know, like we always say, if they stay healthy. Well, if, if, if somebody comes out with an injury, it's nice to have a decent backup. Kepler wore out last year. Buxton, we know about his issue. Uh, would you be more inclined to trade prospects than bench players right now? Paul, that's a great question. My answer would be yes. Be very careful. If, if you think this thing is ready to pop and you're ready to win a World Series, Eddie Rosario might not be part of your plans in three years or five years, but Eddie Rosario is a really good hitter and a good outfielder right now. Just d- don't don't be jumping to trade Eddie Rosario for pitching if that if if that pitching is like a number four starter. But I if you think be. Kirloff is ready to hit major league pitching and he can play a corner outfield spot, yeah. Eddie Rosario is available, right? I see what you're saying because sure. this is what I've been saying, which is you're in a win now window. You're looking for guys who can help you win now, and you're not trading guys who can help you win now. But if you have somebody ready to step up at a replacement or maybe even above replacement level, then that's I think that's something that you consider. I'm not out on, on trading Eddie Rosario, but that depends on their evaluation of Alex Kirilov and how far away he is from being ready. And what prospect can you potentially keep if you trade him, too? Like, can I trade Rosario and a second-tier prospect for pitching? A good prospect, but not a great one. If I can, I'm tempted to do it. David, you're on the show. Yeah, good afternoon. Um, so with if Arise is not a one-year one, one uh, year wonder and actually pans out this year, 
Um, their middle infield is set. Where does Royce Lewis go, and at what point do you decide that maybe he is tradable? So Royce Lewis, this is these are good. These are first world problems, baby. And, but it's a it's David, a thank you. It's a great question, and I think we might all know the answer, which is not obviously a preferable one. But um, the young man can play center field, and you're going to have to make a decision on what your current center fielder can do as far as the GP category of a statistical resume. Yeah. Well, the the best case scenario is Buxton is healthy and amazing all year and he's the center fielder for the next five years that you wanted and he's contract extension and Jorge Polanco is great and Arise is great and Donaldson's under contract. Like The best case scenario is you have just a huge log jam and you trade any, num- any number or, or any one of these guys for something valuable. Like that's that You should be rooting for that, I would think. Yeah. I don't know how you are not rooting for that. And honestly, I... For me, Royce Lewis is 100% on the table for the right guy. And I said this I said this last week on this show. Judd wrote a column to this effect this week at scorenorth.com and a totally free Score North app where, yes, you can listen to us, but it's also your one-stop shop for all written content from Score North. How, if they, if they didn't make the call about a guy, and there are a few of them out there, but I'm just going to throw one name out there. If you didn't make the call about a guy the caliber of Nolan Arenado and say, hey, you guys are really serious about trading him. Royce Lewis and Alex Kirilov are available. We're willing to we're willing to 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 offer a package centered around one of those two guys. Let us know what you think. That's a call you absolutely have to make before the Josh Donaldson signing. And if they didn't, I've I've given a lot of benefit of the doubt. I have a lot of faith in the Falvey Levine uh, brain trust there within the Twins. But if they didn't do that, to me, that's that's a that's a major major error on their part. Do you guys think before the trade deadline this coming summer, do you think that they will part with one of those top three to four prospects? I don't think they will. I'm not saying they won't make a trade, okay? I don't Just think to they be clear. I don't think they trade Kirloff or Lewis. But they've got plenty of other they can get you can get a good arm for like the Jordan Blazovich or however you pronounce his name. There's there's prospects you can trade. I love that none of us are gonna bother learning how to pronounce his <laughs> name until, he, until he's here and it matters. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, he's a stud. <laughs> we know that he's a stud. That's all that matters. Take one more here before we jump into write that down. Don't forget to get your write that down predictions together, gentlemen. Five o'clock on Wednesdays now. Joe and Champlin, you're on with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Hey guys, uh, thanks for the thanks for me on. Um, love the new format, by the way. Um, thanks for listening, man. Hey, so couple quick things. First of all, um, the Polad prote- pocket protector people, at this point, who cares? App them. You know, we don't need them. Uh, we, this, is, this, is a, this is an exciting signing. Um, I think, Mackie, what you said earlier is exactly right. This one move, I think, improves the Twins quicker than any particular pitcher would have. Obviously, would have been fun to have pitching. Would have been great to do that. I, my guess is they were surprised they didn't get one of the first five guys or so. But now you've got Josh Donaldson, and as you just said, first world problems with the amount of cash or amount of uh, prospects they've got. They have a real chance here to be really good really quickly, and uh, I think it's a. It's a slam dunk signing. I'm excited about it. 
um, and it's only January. So uh, hopefully we get more exciting things to talk about in June or maybe before then. But Joe, uh, Joe, how would you like to hear the sweet crack of a Josh Donaldson home run before <laughs> oh, we say goodbye? Give it to me. Give it. To me. Donaldson to left and That's hit an absolute right ton. Oh, oh my! That's one of the greatest I've ever heard. High fly oh, ball, man. deep left field. Donaldson has left the building. Here comes the rain shower. <laughs> I do not love Chip. As, as Randy would say, that just made me snug. Yeah. Snug. Bye, Joe. Thanks for calling, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> I can't get enough of that, so man. Fun. That that one that you just, the, the first one that you hit on his call. Like, that right. I mean, the echo it sounds on like that. three barrels are hitting the same ball. Bang, it bang, really bang. does. Donaldson to left and hit it. Thanks for that, but we need more of that. Find that sound Swing guy. Have him teach First every pitch. sound guy in baseball you're how to mic a stadium. You'll get plenty of that this summer. Swing and drive. First pitch. It's two to nothing. The rain has come again. You know that's, what? That's a great call, actually. You know what? I'm so excited about the 2020 Twins. I will go rain or shine. Won't bother me one bit. Rain or shine, I will be at Target Field. Why are you baiting me? How about you? Why are you trying to bait me? How about you? Did you see or, or Tyler Duffy? Did you see, are either one are of you, you going to show up for games? Are you roof baiting right now, Joe? Yeah, yeah. He is are you roof baiting? Roof baiting yes, Rami? I am. Yes, I am. He's just he's just upset because he sees he sees the movement picking up steam. I even have Minnesota Twins players. I mean, I knew there were a bunch on board. Let's be real. Who doesn't want to know you're going to work in perfect conditions at a certain time every day? We all want that. Baseball players are no different. I have a on record. I have receipts of a Twins player. Now, who wants a roof on on Target Field? And it is it is my guy Tyler Duffy who tweeted yesterday. I think Miller. I think Target Field needs a roof with the gif of you know the celebration that you mentioned earlier of Josh Donaldson. Well, Tyler Duffy's dead to me now. Bringer of the yeah. rain. I hope he gives up seven no, runs in his first outing. Just trade him for a starting pitcher. Yeah. That's fine. Apparently, he doesn't appreciate blue skies and skylines like we do. No, he just yeah. appreciates you know not. A hot, not a non-hostile workplace where he knows the conditions every day when he when he shows up. Pipe like, down, like the Brewers have when it, it rains in Miller Park, despite the fact the roof is supposed to be closed. It happened twice. Okay, you twice. Know what? That's two times too Never. many. It's yeah, leaky too. It's times. leaky. I know it is. Yeah, it's not ridiculous. good. It's not yeah. a good roof. Yeah. All right. Enough of this blasphemy. Yeah. How about that? Write that down. Predictions. Uh-huh. Coming Don't up talk next. to me. Talk to Tyler Duffy. All right. Blasphemy. That's a great word, by the way. We're sitting in the TCL studios right now. I don't know. It looks like Derek is using his brother's login here, so I don't know what he's what he's got rocking here. But it's one of the f- <laughs> Carter Wetmore on the I think screen it's, here. Uh, Carter's uh, sling account. Yeah. That. <laughs> oh, they're slingers. I think so. Interesting. Yeah. The Wetmores are slingers. Well, if you're a slinger, or if you just don't want to pay a million dollars a month for cable anymore. No better option for a TV as a cord cutter, as a recent cord cutter myself, than a TCL Roku TV, the built-in Roku device, giving you access to 5,000 streaming channels and 500,000 movies, TV shows, you name it. TCLUSA.com to find out more about America's fastest-growing TV brand. Also here on Mackie and Jeb with Rami, we advocate saving your money. We advocate getting your finances in line and just making sure that you get to call your own shots That's later. That's why in the life. app is free. We want you to save your money. 100%. But get great content. The app is free because we want you to save money. And then with that money that you save, you should probably go talk to Dale Tondrick. Dale Tondrick and Tondrick Wealth Management have been helping people stockpile and save money and make sure that they have a plan and a playbook for their retirement. 
With Dale Tondrick, you'll meet face-to-face with somebody who spends his life thinking about this stuff. He's a trusted source of information to help you on your path to retirement. I don't care whether you're 30 or 60, there are probably things you can and should be doing to make sure that you get to dictate what your life looks like in retirement. You can call Dale Tondrick today at 952-401-1671. That's 952-401-1671. Or go to myinvestingcoach.com. Myinvestingcoach.com. John's like bent over with his head between his <laughs> thighs. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that down. Write that down. Write this down. All right, gentlemen. That's right. Write that down if you're just kind of stumbling into 2020 with us on Mackie and Joe with Rami. Write that down. New day. Wednesdays at 5 o'clock. And I've just gotten word from the defending, the reigning, defending, write that down champion Jonathan and our producer that next week we will have a forced home run edition of Write That Whoa. Down. Whoa. Wait, when? Who's deciding on this? When are we doing this? And I propose that When are we doing this? I propose it's Next on- week. I propose it's on a separate day than the regular Write That Down. Oh, okay. That we do it on, like, Friday or so something. So we get two Write That Rami, are we part of the family week. anymore? Yes. I guess not. I guess we have Did no we say. Just, in the I guess Mac- mom and dad are guess, deciding. Are you guys going to split well, up soon, you know, too, and not tell you're the us? champ, you can make these kind of decisions. I guess two-thirds of <sighs> Mackie and Judd with Rami just have no say in what happens on Mackie okay. and Judd with Rami. <laughs> you, no, don't. you are the champ, but it is still a tainted title. Uh, no, not really. You guys agreed to it. AJ you guys Hinch. agreed. You guys agreed to this stipulation. Great work, Alex Cora. Wow. Congratulations, Carlos Beltran. Do we need like, an investigation? Do we need to well, investigate, Jonathan? I can bring up the audio that proves you guys agreed to this. And to write that down. Is, is Jeff Passan going to come out with a report? that? No, Ken, Ken Rosenthal. Ken Rosenthal's Rosenthal's ruining lives. Ken, Ro- Ken Rosenthal's going to report on it, and Rob Manfred will react four years later. <laughs> <laughs> And he's going to say, congratulations, everybody agreed to what you said. So, uh, Write this down. If you're new to the segment, it's Write That Down. We make predictions every week on this show, and we hold each other accountable. We keep track of our batting averages throughout the year. Jonathan Harrison won the 2019 Write That Down championship. Judd Zolgad won the championship in 2018. And the participants here in 2020, Mackie, Judd, Rami, Jonathan, Manny's been part of this for a couple years. And the listeners, every single week, we are inviting a listener of the Mackie and Judd with Rami show on board. John is this week's listener. We're going to get to him in just a second to make predictions live on the show. Has Judd passed on the trophy yet? Is that thing still in the yeah, trunk? It's, it's, it's in my trunk. trunk. I'll bring it in. Not okay with that. Just last come year, out and get it from my trunk. Last year we had a whole ceremony for you, dude. You can't bring it in out of your trunk. I forgot about it, and now and it's a, one. It's a tainted title, so I feel really weird about it. Two, I'm being forced to do things next week I didn't even know about till I was told. I don't really feel good about this right now. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Just hand over the trophy, man. Mm-hmm. Just hand it over. What are you gonna send your goons after me? I can't say that I mean, on the from, radio. You're from Chicago, so I, I know you got goons. I can't say I'm going to do that on the radio, Judd. Can, can we send goons to go break Judd's thumbs if he doesn't give that 
If my thumbs are broken, I can't write for scorenorth.com, which of course, last time I checked, it's what? The only thing you use your thumb for is the, is the space bar. And you can so. just like peck that. You like peck that with your other fingers. You don't need your thumb for that. Write this down. Hold on a second. Yeah, I know what I said. Did the same guy who's been <laughs> ripping on Rami the entire afternoon mm-hmm. for saying sexually innuendo. <laughs> I don't know about that. Just say you can I peck that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm bl- yeah that's going to be a drop. Whistleblower on himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's start with the defending champ here, Jonathan Harrison. Yeah, wasn't because we're 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 into the season here, and uh, we only we've only had a couple things come off the board so far, so not not much to speak for in terms of batting averages. But more things came off the board this week because we all made Vikings 49ers predictions that mostly went like this. Jonathan said Dalvin Cook. Will rush for a hundred yards in a Vikings win on Saturday. Not close. You said Stefan Diggs will account for two touchdowns on Saturday. And you had a uh, home run prediction that the Vikings would beat the 49ers as part of a parlay. You said the Packers would beat the Seahawks and Aaron Rodgers would throw two interceptions in that game, which Man. would be sort of weird that like, they'd win the game. And you said not a lot of stuff came off the board. This sounds like a lot no, of stuff no, came I off said, the board. I said not a lot last week. Okay. A lot came okay. off the board All this right. week. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Rami, let's get to Rami here. You also said Dalvin Cook would rush for 100 yards they and did. a touchdown in that game. They did. Didn't happen. Don't look at me like that, Judd. Oh, I did the same thing. Don't look at me like that. No, I'm not. I did the same thing. You said. Don't worry about it. Stefan Diggs, 100 yards receiving, and a catch for at least 20 yards. Well, he had half of He did have the 40-yard touchdown. We all had high hopes. You said the Vikings would beat the 49ers, and the Packers would lose to the Seahawks in a parlay. Yeah, I did. It's kind of the opposite. It sure is. Thanks, Phil. Those things. That Thanks happen. for pointing that out. Just going to throw that out there. Nobody else could have put that together. You needed to spell it out for all of us. Yeah, the Packers uh, The Packers won their game. Did they? Point. Thank you, Phil. The all Vikings right. lost their cool. game. Cool. Cool. <laughs> so you were wrong. Appreciate it. Wrong. I knew that's what that meant, too, that I was wrong. That's that's really cocky coming out of the gate, man. It's January. A lot could go wrong. Didn't need to say I was wrong. and didn't need to hold on to the G for so long. Wrong. Wrong. Judd, you said Dalvin Cook would score a touchdown and Anthony Barr would record a sack in the Vikings win on Saturday. You know, I got a feeling if all these things would have happened, the Vikings might have had a better chance to win that game. You think? They did. You said Jimmy G would throw at least Your two insight, interceptions. This segment, just pointing out things nobody else would catch, man. You are on fire. Yep, I'm the Booger McFarland of Write That Down. <laughs> Everybody. What's going to happen next is predictions. Back to you. <laughs> You said, Judd, Kevin Stefanski will be the Vikings' next head coach. And this is kind of a stunner. You said at least five. Now, you said this after there was a couple jobs that had opened. I think there was two firings, uh, according to my notes. I can't believe I was was wrong on this. You said at least five five more NFL coaches will have been fired by the middle of January, uh, January 15th, today. And how many has it been? Three or We've something? We've only had five total yeah. jobs open. How is the Jacksonville job still filled? How, how What's going on? How is Bill O'Brien not fired yet? Or Romeo Crennel, their defensive coordinator, who gave up 50-plus to Casey. I don't yeah. know. But you did say, I think you said this before the season, that Kevin Stefanski would get a head coaching job <laughs> after the 2019 so season. Yeah. Very nice. I forgot well all about that. I forgot all about the fact that he then predicted he'd stick. Well played, sir. That is a professional hedge right there by Judd. <laughs> 
Uh, Manny Hill said the Packers would lose in the divisional round. That was anticipating that the Saints would beat the Vikings and the Saints would be the ones going to Lambeau. But, uh, yeah, thanks, Seattle. Yep. Let's see here. Uh, I said <laughs> the Vikings defense would hold the 49ers to 17 points or fewer. Yeah, that didn't happen, Phil. No, it didn't, no, it didn't happen. Wait, you, yeah, you got to hold, uh, hold a word there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Phil. Well, there's going to be Phil more up. opportunities here because I said Kirk Cousins would connect on at least two passes of 40 yards or more on Saturday. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. He had the one, but I don't think he had he the one. He did have the one uh, on the touchdown. It was very nice. I think that accounted for like half his production. Yeah. Was a and then the, nice play. the one to Sherman, but I think that was a pick and it didn't go for 40. Yeah. <laughs> He might have ran that for 20. That was pass. I felt like Richard Sherman was the Vikings' leading receiver in that game. He was uh, second like behind it. Diggs, I think. <laughs> He'll I, tell you all about I it, Manny, if you ask him. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I said Stephen A. Smith will do a selfie video on social media making fun of whoever will, whoever the Browns hire as their head coach. I went back and looked at his feeds. He did not do a Kevin Stefanski rip video, really? unfortunately. I'm, surprised yeah. he, I'm kind of surprised at that. Uh, this this next one came off the board for last year. It's it's a 2019 season prediction, but it just came off the board here in the playoffs. The Vikings will make it back to the NFC Championship game in 2019. But I did tell you guys mm. that the Twins would sign Josh Donaldson. Yeah. And now so, you're taking a victory lap. Good hit right there. Yes, indeed. All day long. Yes, indeed. Waiting for apologies from people who aren't calling us to give you an apology. <laughs> well, people have called, but no, no one's apologizing. It's shocking. 651-646-8255 if you want to apologize. Uh, the listeners, so Alex came on the show. If you weren't so abrasive, they might. I got calls today to score to Earth Live. People saying, hey, man, got to eat my words. I was I was a little too hard on this team. Yeah, why don't you call in, you morons. And, uh, <laughs> Phil's response to their calls will just be wrong. <laughs> uh, listener, listener Alex was our listener predictor last week, and he took three home run swings yeah, that did. all came off the board against uh, over the weekend. He said the Vikings would beat the Niners, and then they would beat the Packers by at least eight points. He said the Twins will not sign Josh Donaldson. And he said the Vikings would go into the Super Bowl as underdogs against the Chiefs, but then they would beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Listener Josh says the Vikings will meet the Packers in the postseason and eliminate them. And Vikes fan 1930 said Manny will be the dark horse to win the batting title coming from behind last year. He will beat Rami to shut Rami up. That did not if happen. He just said, what if he beat Jonathan. me? What if he beat me, but I didn't shut up because I'm not one to shut up? <laughs> Does that make his prediction wrong? I think part two was yeah. implied that it would shut you up even if you no, kept battling. Rami, I mean, I, I think we have to it's be literal writing. with these right. predictions, exactly. Yeah. And if it didn't shut Rami up, Rami won't be the man. How about that prediction? <laughs> <laughs> So after after a couple of weeks here in 2020, Manny and myself, Phil Mackey, are tied at 333. Judd and Jonathan at 200. Rami, the listeners, and the guests are still hitless, but we're just a couple weeks into the season. So should we do this, gentlemen? Let's do it. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Listener John has won his way into the Mackey and Judd with Rami show here. Write that down, predictions. Three each. John, you're going to lead us off with your first one. Are you ready for this big moment? I am. I am. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, I'm glad to be a part of this. All right. We're, we're, uh, 
some of the approaches here, like Alex last week decided, I'm just going to swing. This is my one shot at glory. I'm going to swing for the fences for all three predictions. Do you have a strategy going into this, John? I do have a little bit of a strategy. And I got to say, I'm really pumped that I don't have uh, big shoes to fill for sure. I mean, it's not that (laughs) (laughs) Not wrong. No, you do not. All right, we'll start. We'll start with John, and then we'll go Judd, Jonathan, Manny, Rami, myself. We'll take three trips around the room. Go ahead, John. All right, I'm going to start with a, a pretty simple one that actually has something to do with sports out of the state of Minnesota. Uh, I love the Score North uh, team. I love listening to you guys, whether it's on the app or live. And so I told one of my coworkers that Score North was the best sports station in Minnesota, and he needed to listen more often. Uh, he's a Huskers fan, which I realize is a hard thing right now, especially for football. Yeah. And uh, I told him that if he listened today, I would make a Huskers prediction. Wow. So here you go. Uh, QB, uh, a quarterback other than Adrian Martinez, will start at least four games for the Huskers in the coming season. Write that down. Write this down. All right. Wow. And thanks for the kind words. Appreciate that. Judd? Well, first, guys, before I tell you what my write this down is, write this down yourself. Walgrave Real Estate Group will guarantee the sale of your home. That's right. I said guarantee. If you think, think about making a move and selling your home, go to minnesotahometalk.com. Click on the guaranteed sale button to learn more. That's right. Write that down. Sponsored every week by Minnesota Home Talks, Jason Walgrave. And we do appreciate that. And uh, you can write this down. I'll start with the Josh Donaldson predictions. Write it down. You like writing things down. Josh Donaldson will hit 35 or more home runs for the Twins this season. He hit 37 last season for the uh, Braves. He will hit 35 or more again in 2020 as a member of the Twins. Write that down. I like it. Over to Jonathan Harrison, defending reigning champion. Uh, The Twins, we talked about uh, possibly trading for pitching. The Twins will make a trade for starting pitching by opening day. By opening day. By opening day. All right. I like it. Like where he's going. Okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Manny Hill. Judd will forget to bring in the write that down trophy next week. <laughs> <laughs> what, if I bring in, what if I bring it in tomorrow because it's top of mind? Does that... Uh... So you basically have a week to be correct or incorrect on okay. this prediction. Because it's right? in my trunk. It's just floating Are around. you saying before next week? He will. He will. For, he by the time next week. By the time we get to write that down next week, Judd will still have not brought in the trophy. Okay, because I might bring it in tomorrow and just throw it in the corner. It's not. <laughs> write exa- this down. It's not exactly attractive, and it's not like people are going to steal it. I don't like write it. it down. You like writing things down. Disrespect this trophy. I wanted that trophy badly. And I would cherish it if I had it. And you had a great shot too. You just, made three stupid Bears predictions. Not just throwing it in my trunk. Your chances. Yeah. Matt Nagy will win every game from here on out. Mitch Trubisky will be in Canton by July. Write this down. I'm going to punch Judd in the neck at some point in 2020. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That's binding. Whoa, it's binding. Write it down. You like writing things down. That is 100% binding. That's his first one. I can't lose now because I can just go to down. HR. Hey, this guy says he's going to punch me in the neck. <laughs> All right, I guess that's binding. That's my first one. All right, write this down. Run? That's like a balk. Are we home running? You, <laughs> you didn't come to a stop. <laughs> write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. <laughs> this is like like Rami's at like Rami's at the poker table and like slides all of his chips in and says, "I'm just kidding." No, dude. 
<laughs> Sorry. Not now I works. have to punch Judd <laughs> in the neck. It's got to happen now. It's very simple. <laughs> oh, man. All right, write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Josh Donaldson will hit at least one home run versus the Yankees in the postseason in 2020. Mm. <laughs> write this down. I was, what was that, that reaction? That was weird. Did you guys choreograph that? No, I'm not even looking at Manny. He's in the other room. I was looking off to... Yeah, yeah I was not Write this down. That was very odd. That was impressive. <laughs> weird. All right, back to listener John. And by the way, if you're a listener and you want to get in on the Write That Down prediction, so we're, we're booked for the next few weeks, but you can actually download the Score North app and you can register to be a guest participant in this segment. You have to have the Score North app, register... And enter to win on the listener rewards page. John, go ahead. All right, I got my practice swing out of the way. So uh, here we go. Are you ready for this one? Uh, Zimmer will be fired, resign, or be traded sometime in 2020. Wow. Write it down. You like writing things down. I love the tra- the, the being the traded is, is on the table here, too, just based on all the rumors with Dallas. So, All right, back to Judd. Miko Koivu will not be back with the Wild next season. Miko is, Koi- he, is he a free agent after he this year? He is in the last year of his contract. He will not be retained. He will not be brought back. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Over to Jonathan. They set the new record last year. The Twins will hit over 250 home runs this season. I don't think they're getting to 300, but they'll hit over 250 home runs this wow, season. Wow, guy has a big season and decides to start laying bunts down. So you're, you're, you're predicting that they're going to come down Dude, he won the title by runs. picking college football games with, and, and not against the spread. And you let me. Yeah, ex- no, I know. We were idiots. <laughs> you said it, not me. Yeah. Write it down. You like writing things down. Back to Manny. Jeff Teague will not be traded by the Timberwolves. Instead, he will be bought out before this season is over. Okay. When's the trade deadline? February 6th. Yeah, so It's before the All-Star break now. Three more weeks of the Jeff Teague, the the uh, the noted Jeff Teague era. Does anybody Timberwolf care at this point? <laughs> Write this down. No that's, offense, Manny, but well, does anybody care at this point? That's why he's going to get bought out, because nobody's going to want to trade for him. Yeah. It's a hefty, uh, hefty contract. Back around to me. Write that down. Yeah, don't threaten me this time. Are okay? you going to punch Judd yeah. in the head this year? Write this down. I'm going to kill Judd. <laughs> <laughs> Write this I'm going down. To suffocate Judd <laughs> in his sleep. <laughs> I'm going to break into. It's a parlor. I'm going to break into Judd's house and then suffocate Judd. I'm going to take Judd's uh, Josh Donaldson prediction one step further. 35 home runs and a 920 or better OPS. For Josh Donaldson, do we in have? 2020. Do we have? Is he a nine twenty OPS guy at any he point? He has a over the over the last five seasons, he has a nine twenty four OPS. Okay, combined. So he's basically going to maintain at age thirty four. Yes, his amazing production. Yes, right. write it down. You like writing things down? Write this down. All right, write this down. I think I'm just going to make it an all Josh Donaldson. Write that down here. Josh Donaldson. How do I quantify this? Josh Donaldson will be at the center of at least two bench-clearing incidents for the Twins this season. Okay. So so to define that, he will be like... Like plunk? He'll, he'll, he'll be the Is one it? that is at the center of tempers flaring and players coming onto the field to have a standoff, a, if not more. He'll be a catalyst in yes. something starting? Okay. Yes. And the room can decide one way or the other. So at least two of them. But two, okay. Yep. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dan. Right. Over to listener John here. Your last prediction of the week. Make it good. 
All right. Uh, no pressure, Rami, John. I like you, man. But thank you. But, uh, I, I got well, a big shot here. Sorry, uh, I'm part of the put a roof on it movement. I, I'll agree with that. There we go. Uh, but I okay. firmly believe. Write this down. Mitchell Trubisky uh, will not start at least one game in 2020 because he's been benched. Wait. So, so you're, he'll be he'll benched be benched at least he'll one be benched game. and not start a game in all of 2020. No, no, no. He'll, one game. The reason for not starting at least one game uh, will be because he's ah, not in the middle of the game. I'm saying a, a game he will not start because he's been benched. And not for injury reasons. It'll just be because he's terrible. Correct. Okay. Correct. Write this down. You're being kind. I don't want to alienate people in my movement, so I'll reserve. I'll reserve my ki- he's comments. Being, he's being kind. Okay. Trubisky should be cut. All right. I'm just saying, Sage <laughs> Rosenfeld. Sage Rosenfeld said he can make all the plays that Patrick Mahomes made on Sandra. And we Narrator. All- but will he? Yeah. <laughs> he never did. Keith Morrison. But will he? <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky never saw it coming. I don't like this segment today. <laughs> Wait till the four storm runs next week. Is it my turn? Back to Judd. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. It's the start of my off season of a big time Vikings predictions, and I will give you a doozy to start with. Stefan Diggs will be traded by the Vikings this offseason. Whoa. Stefan Diggs will force his way out of town this offseason. That's, That's a home a run if it happens. For sure. And I got two right this down. for that one. Yeah. It's a cliffhanger for next week. Wow. Uh-huh. Wow. Oof. All right. Back to the defending batting champion, Jonathan Harrison. We saw Alex Cora get fired yesterday. There will be at least one more manager fired in Major League Baseball for this sign-stealing scandal. I might have to blow a whistle on this one. There are tweets circulating around about Carlos, Carlos Beltran, Beltran yeah. before this segment started. Thank you very much. I'm not, this is this yeah. is a classic Judd Zulgad you know move from the is? early part of Write That Down. <laughs> Curveball. Yeah. Hold on. Fine. Change up. Two more managers. Did you just yep. sip your coffee mug? No, I just spilled some pop on my <laughs> The Zamboni I was using as the clinker caused it to... That's Fine. okay. I'll up it then. There'll be at least two more managers fired. Okay, so Beltron, so we're we can, we're going to include Beltron in the two then, and then somebody else. Is what you're I'm saying. not naming Beltron. I'm just saying there'll be at least two managers. <laughs> okay. he's, he's mildly PO'd at you, and I'm really enjoying. I mean, this. you can't. Judd used, to, I'm with you. Just, Judd used to like go through. Oh, looks like there's a report that this might happen. I'm going to predict that it will become official at some point. <laughs> Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down, and I got away with it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to Manny. Uh, I made this prediction last year, and at the time when I made it, you could probably say it was a home run. Uh, but I'm going to make the prediction again this year, and it's, I don't think it would be a home run. The uh, Gopher football team will win the Big Ten West in 2020. Right. I think he's the man. He's the first one on the board with the, You're back. the next year Gopher football prediction. Yeah, that's a good one. Right. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Rami. I think this is a home run, and maybe I should save it for next week, but I'm going to go ahead and take this swing. <laughs> the Vikings will sign Kirk Cousins to a contract extension this offseason. Uh, yeah. I'm not the one John, doing it, guys. John's even like that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm with you, John. Yeah. Where to go, on, John? Man. Yeah, hey. come on, man. <laughs> if you're going to rain on my quarterback parade, I'm going to rain on yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair, then. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. And I, I have one. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a, to a Vikings prediction here too. Write this down. The Vikings will draft a quarterback in 2020. They don't draft quarterbacks very often. Like it's like once it, once in a while. Can late. you give me a round? Can you give me a name? I will at some point. Okay. I'm, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna ease into this. The so Vikings. For go. now, I'm just gonna tell so you the Vikings. Come back with, just, 
Yeah, I'm just we're just set, right, okay. setting it up. Vikings are going to draft a quarterback in right. in 2020. Write this down. And that's the segment. John, listener, John, great predictions. Thank you for joining us, and we appreciate the the kind words, sir. Thanks, guys. Great Bears prediction. <laughs> Anytime you can get Rami shaking his head, that's Trubisky. subjective. Trubisky. How good a prediction it is is subjective. I don't know that I trust Judd's judgment to be quite honest. You remember with you. all those years that that we tried to believe in Ponder. And we're like, oh no, he, dude, he could be okay. Could Ponder make game, all the man. plays that Patrick Mahomes does? People, uh, I don't think he it. could. It's, forget about Rami. I once did, I emceed some event at like Mystic Lake Casino in 2011 into 2012, mm-hmm. like after Ponder's partial rookie season, right? And so it was, it was, it was an event with me emceeing and doing like a Q and A for 30 minutes with Christian Ponder, and I literally stood in front of a room of like 250 Vikings fans and said on the microphone, Vikings fans. You got a good one right here. This is the quarterback of the future that this franchise has been looking for for 20 years. Standing ovation. Walked off stage. Never felt dirtier in my entire life. <laughs> you know what he was? Pinocchio. <laughs> you you Pinocchio. got potential. And you got potential. It's one of my favorite commercials out there right now. Christian Palmer, one of the great quarterbacks. Oh, no. We're doing a juice cleanse. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Becky and Joe with Robbie. Oh, boy. All right. Score North, score North app. Jonathan here with the Score North download. Some NFC North coaching news just coming across the wire here from Adam Schefter, former Vikings and Jaguars offensive coordinator John Filippo is now the quarterback coach for Rami's Bears and his favorite quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky. Rami, your thoughts? You're unbelievable. Why am I unbelievable? unbelievable. I'm just telling you the news. That's not that's not the the download. That's not Josh Donaldson was signed today. We've there, been talking there, about that all show. There are the big things of, happening. News for Josh you need Donaldson. to tell people about John DeFilippo going to the Bears. Just, Unbelievable. Just pointed it out that a Unbelievable. not really that successful coordinator is now the head or now the uh, quarterback coach for your favorite quarterback. Uh, not very successful. I think they won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia. Jonathan as their quarterback coach. Oh, Jonathan. But he wasn't whatever. Uh, other news, Carl Anthony Towns remains out, according to Danny Cunningham. That's per Ryan Saunders for tonight's game against the Pacers at Target Center. So that's game number what for Carl Anthony Towns that he's been out? I don't know. I've lost track. Between the injury be quite honest with you. and the illness, I'm not sure. Dude, anymore. this went lot, so just... fast from being one of the more yeah. interesting, exciting Wolves seasons with the hot start to just, whoa, yeah. <laughs> unwatchable. Whoa, that's been your right? score north download. Now back to Mackie and Joe yeah. with Rami. So John D. Filippo, how about that run for John D. Filippo? <laughs> Fired halfway through his first year as defensive coordinator for the Vikings. He he was like getting head coaching sniffs, wasn't he? Wasn't yeah. there? He's gonna okay. He'll put in one year. Yeah, we were as afraid. a hot shot. We were gonna he, lose him. He's just gonna use the Vikings as a launching pad to be a head coach. One and done. One and done. And now he's Mitch Trubisky's quarterbacks coach. Life comes at you fast, John D. Filippo. Sounds like a comedy. What, Mitch Trubisky's, life comes at you no, fast, or Mitch Trubisky's? Mitch Trubisky's quarterback's coach. It sounds like, honey, I'm home. Hey, Danny, how was work? How was working with Mr. Trubisky? Oh, let me tell you, I taught him to throw a forward pass today. I feel like we need like a we need like a theme for that or something. I can't wait till he wins an MVP. And what the XFL? All right. Keep talking. The Canadian. Are football? you okay? Like real talk mm-hmm. here. Are you? Yeah. Are you? What, like real talk. Are you happy that the Bears are bringing Mitch Trubisky back as their starting quarterback? I mean, I would have liked to have seen them at least explore some other options, but I'm not so anti-Trubisky. I kid when I say I can't wait till he wins an MVP. 
But do I do Thanks I th- for clarifying. Do I do I think it is absolutely out of the question that Mitchell Trubisky ends up being a a good NFL quarterback? No, I don't. I think he can be as good or better than Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins led one of the more efficient offenses in the league this year. And I think by the time he would become as good or better than Kirk Cousins, then you're going to have to pay him Kirk Cousins money and then you don't want any of that anyways. You know, that's that's the like that's the thing that the Vikings are dealing with right now, which is, "Oh, cool, it's great to have Kirk Cousins, but oh wait, Actually, how much does he cost?" It's more what the Redskins were dealing with. As Kirk Cousins was coming up with that rookie contract, finally performed. Sure, I mean he was sitting the bench for a while behind RG three, but then they were then they were faced with that decision: Do we want this guy long term? Has he proven enough to us that we want him long term? And they had obviously the drama of the franchise tag. Vikings swoop in and get him, but yeah, I think I think Mitchell Trubisky can be a quarterback on the level of a Kirk Cousins. Mitch and the coach. That's the comedy. The comedy is Mitch and the coach. Coach, Mitch is no good. The coach has been fired again for the third time in three years. It's got the 90s shot that just zooms in on Mitchell yep. Trubisky and yep. just looks at the camera yeah, with the cheesy smile and the thumbs up. like With the football? Yeah. And the song can still end with, sha-la-la-la. <laughs> Get out of here. Patrick Royce. I believe you... What happened with Trubisky today? Oh, John, John, D, John D. Filippo is now his quarterback's oh. coach. Oh, really? Okay, well, yeah, that's good. Very exciting. He uh, keeps getting jobs. He keeps getting jobs. Now, uh, who's ripping, just everybody who's ripping him and laughing at him, go back and read the crap that we were writing oh, yeah. when they hired him about being the brains of the Eagles. And uh, all the, uh, if you went on the... Uh, the comment sites of the Vikings, what a genius move this was. Uh, so don't any of you frauds tell me that you knew the guy could coach. Okay. <laughs> No, we're all frauds. I think we fully admit that. I believe I heard a rumor that you said at one point on, uh, maybe it was Royce on Baseball, that that you would buy a beer for uh, as many people came up to you if the Twins landed Josh Donaldson. So how many how many beers are you planning on buying uh, for people? I, I, I'd have to go back and look to check. I think maybe they said the first five people that come up to me at Hammond Stadium or something like that, I will buy them a beer if they... Uh, if they say they heard on the podcast, they heard this on the podcast. But now we've kind of ruined it because if they're listening now, they can say that uh, they heard it on the podcast. So, and then I'll have to buy them a beer. But I think it was the first five, maybe. I can't remember. I don't think I said I was going to buy it for everybody. But this is uh, this is amazing. Do we think maybe? I was told that the twins were very surprised to get him. That, uh, the twins themselves were surprised to get him. Yes, because they had that money sitting there, and they didn't think he'd take it. And uh, they were trying to, you know, his agent and everybody else was leaking the news to the national guys that he wanted a hundred ten, and he was going to get a hundred ten. And the twins basically said, uh, "No way, we're going there." And all of a sudden, he finally—I don't know if they called his bluff or he decided he wanted to go here. But uh, he ended up coming back and grabbing this while I was still there, I guess. So, and, and the other thing I heard that uh, it might, is they want him as much to catch the ball throughout the first base as they yeah. do to hit home runs. I don't blame him for that, though. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Except I'm still not fully confident in Snow as a first baseman, but we'll find out. 
That's what Derek said. Yeah, he looked pretty good. Good shape. Yeah, that's what my reports were that he he hasn't gained anything, and he might have. Uh, he might. Uh, well, I was talking to Phil Miller, and Phil Miller says the tip off. He was wearing a tight. <laughs> so he was, uh, you know, if he was big and beefy, well, he's big, but if he was still beefy, he wouldn't be wearing the tight shirt, right? Yeah, and that's that's he something. Was proud to show off his. Yes. That's something Derek brought up the other day after he was he had just gotten back from the press conference and I told Derek like I'm not saying Miguel Sano isn't in great shape but Pat as a guy myself who fluctuates between not so great shape and just kind of okay shape th- those compression shirts are a really nice thing to have in your repertoire they're like they're like <laughs> spanks for dudes is is what a compression shirt is for a heavier guy just a little just a little advice for my heavy set guys out there. Maybe, but uh, I've never found it to be that way. I've never found those to be helpful. I don't see it that way. If you're if you're wearing a tight shirt, it's because you're you're proud of your bond. I think so. Pat, well, Pat, what needs to happen for us to do an athlete challenge with you and get you in some uh, a compression shirt? No, no, under no, no, don't no. no. I ain't doing that either. I don't think so. I got. I do ask. Intended to be. That's the, uh, you know, when they were purchased. That wasn't the, the purpose. But uh, they got tighter. Sometimes that occurs. Yeah, they got tighter. That's when they get tighter because you get fatter. I mean, that's nobody's fault. But you know what the heck? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So anyway, I got him bat in second, and that's the big controversy. Where is he going to hit? I got him hit in second. Uh, he gets a hundred walks. Uh, they don't. They don't set lineups the way they used to set them. And uh, you know they get. You know that from Nelson Cruz hitting third, not fourth last year. Uh, I bet he ends up hitting second. I don't know who's going to hit first, but uh, I'd, I'd probably hit Blanca yeah. first. But but uh, I, I got Nelson hit second, Cruz hit third, and then either Kepler or Rosario is going to have to hit fourth. Well, Pat, I like Donaldson batting second because he can move those runners over for Nelson Cruz. You know, hit hit behind that, hit behind the runner, and you know, but move those runners. Hopefully he'll eliminate those runners and Nelson <laughs> that come up with nobody on base. No, but what I'm saying is they you know, he drew hundred walks last year. He's on base, he's a good on base percentage guy. And he's scared, you know, you can you can get a three spot in the first inning and I like the idea of uh, getting a couple of, one reason they bet Nelson Cruz third is they want to get a run in the first inning, right? And uh mm-hmm. with this guy in there you got two possibilities of that happening. So, hey, Pat, where, where does Sano bat for you? Tips. Okay. I don't want. I want. I don't want all those right-handers lined up. You know. You know. Donaldson did strike out 155 times, and uh, Miguel, even the new uh, improved Miguel, is going to strike out 200 times. And Nelson's what 140, something like that. He made me miss some games last year. So uh, I don't want three right-handed hitters that are going to strike out 650 times between them. Bat two, three, and four. Uh, you know, I, as I said last year about this team is, if you run mediocre pitching out there, though, they're going to murder it, and now they're going to murder it a little worse. If run real good pitching out there and it's right-handed, then they're like everybody else. They got issues, but uh, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's really uh, shook up a uh, segment of the population, all right. The cheap pull that crowd, don't know what. They no, they're what they're they still cheap, for. Pat, because they should have signed Donaldson and two of the starters on on the free agent oh, market, as somebody tweeted okay. into the show earlier. Yeah, still cheap. Okay. Yep. 
Okay. Because uh, because they have uh, one of the probably bottom 10 or 12 TV, local TV deals in baseball, they should be out there spending just like the uh, the Red Sox who are going to cut payroll, uh, you know, with their $250 million a year they make on TV. So. My Twitter timeline, Pat, has been a mess yeah. for two days now. It's been a complete yeah. mess because I, I don't think that that crowd is going to give up. I thought no, they might. No, They're they not going to give up. No, and of course, uh, fortunately for the Twins, they don't go to any games, so that's okay. You know, they don't buy any tickets anyway, so who cares that crowd? Uh, and they don't, they don't buy tickets on, on for any reason, but they use the cheap poll ads as their excuse for not buying tickets, but they're actually the cheap Cheap pole ad crowd is what they are. Pat, they're what what, what what do we think? Like what what do we think the promise was? Quote unquote. They're spending. They've been spending more money ever since they got into Target Field on payroll. Um, somebody uh, somebody uh, once said, "We hope to contend every year with a new ballpark." And now that is that was that was chiseled in bronze, and they deceived us. Even though uh, you know the. Uh, Probably the uh, best stadium deal anybody ever made, uh, as far as Major League Baseball is concerned, except for the Giants who paid for their own. But you know, what's what's it? Uh, eighth of a cent, right? Eighth of a cent in a half of county. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it costs some people up to seven, eight bucks a year. You know, so. Yeah, I think people are getting. I think people are getting incompetence confused with maliciousness. But, but like the years between 2011 and 2016. Yeah, they, uh, you know, the, the good thing about this hire, this signing is it's a lot of money, blah, 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 but we're not seeing them sign a guy just to shut up the fans, okay? Which is four twins when they got stuck signing Ricky Nolasco. They had to do something because they were getting beat up so bad, and I'm sure the Jim Paul had said, sign somebody, Terry, and the best ID he could come up with was Ricky Nolasco. Uh, I don't think uh, they do anything like that. They're not; these guys don't sign anybody unless the price, unless they feel like the price is what the guy's close to what he's worth. But, uh, Donaldson, of course, is going to have to stay healthy to make it uh, at least get three of the four years out of him. But but he does uh, he does put a little fright in you. That's for sure. Hey Pat, do, do you think Beltran's next here? Because we've got Hinch, Cora. And the Mets, the Mets are being sort of coy. Do you think uh, Beltran gets fired by the Mets before he he ever actually know. manages the game? I'm not sure how crazy it is. How much? You know what they're letting? Uh, you know what baseball is doing now? I mean, some of these teams and the Mets could be the six. You know, you're going to get some guys in New York writing pompous columns about uh, you know you got to protect the integrity, the anti-baseball crowd of columnists who will let the NFL get away with murder but uh, beat up baseball on anything, they might pound on the Mets until they gave in. The Mets have been doing that before. But, you know, Beltran should come out and say, well, we were stealing signs, you know, and what the hell. And now, now now, we're not going to, and let's try to win some games. Yeah. It, is, uh, it is amazing, though, what, uh, what poor Heim Bloom is <laughs> Has inherited the Boston, isn't he? He thought he was getting the greatest job as ever GM. Now he's got ownership saying cut payroll. And by the way, you have one of the best managers in baseball, and you got to fire him too. So 
Although, do uh, you think maybe this will cause the Red Sox ownership not to go along and not to insist on cutting payroll because they're going to take a beat anyway, aren't they? Yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, if you, but if you're not going to re-sign Mookie Betts, you should probably you should probably trade him in the in the 27 million, right? Yeah, but what I'm saying is they might have to do something like give Mookie what he wants, pay the luxury tax just to calm the troops because the fans have got to be the you know like who was it today? The Red Sox were being asked, "Do you think you won those World Series fairly in 2018?" You know, these are the people who are insane waiting for a World Series championship, but now they want to give one back. <laughs> it's amazing how things change in 15 years. Yes. Yep. Yes, it is. All right, Pat, we'll talk to you uh, Friday. All right, Jets. All right, yeah. see ya. That is Rapping with Ricey. And by the way, you can find Pat's new video series. That's right. Patrick Ricey has a video series on Score North Twitter. His one on the uh, Astros cheating is unbelievable. Do we have right? a name for it? It's amazing. Do we have a name for Pat's video series? I would say open, open to suggestions. Okay. R- Ricey Rambles, we've had a, a podcast. Amazing right Ricey now Rambles. is a good term. Which one? I said amazing is a good term to encapsulate what we've seen so far from oh. Pat. They are amazing. His thing on, on the Stros, you've got to go watch it. Like, it's great. Well, his main his main point was, back in his day, Ted Williams didn't need yeah. video cameras to pick up pictures. But, but, but he gives you a Teddy ball game lesson. While also getting to, to the point, it's just I can't even from the beach. It's I great, can't describe it. Yeah. You, you know, Sardis was on Score North Live yesterday from the Athletic, and by the way, Score North Live weekdays noon to two. It's me and a rotating cast of Score North personalities as my co-host. Where can you find the podcast? ScoreNorth.com, the totally free Score North mobile app. But he said that tech, using technology to steal signs, while technology keeps getting better, obviously, so the tactics keep getting better. Uh-huh. He said he dug up a story from the 1950s where I think he said it was the Giants who had some kind of buzzer in the base at third base. That was the the Bobby Thompson shot heard around the world off um, Branca. The, the Giants had someone stationed in dead center with the old telescope thing and had a buzzer. And so supposedly Thompson knew, and the Giants knew throughout those games, the pitches. So how would that work? So... Grounds. so- so the guy saw the pitch and somehow could re- I'm sure he signaled something and then they would use a buzzer. I I don't know exactly, I don't know how the buzzer this, was triggered. This came out this came out within the last probably 5 to 8 years. Okay, is this something, you know, stuff like this happens in baseball. Remember when the sunscreen and rosin thing popped up or the the pine tar because oh, Pineda had and globbed all like, over himself. Oh my god, pitchers are using pine tar and sunscreen and rosin to get a grip on the ball and the, it's it's an outrage, right? Or or in in football the Tom Brady likes deflated footballs, right? But this stuff is—is is this is this sign stealing thing something that twenty five teams are doing and three have gotten caught? And now I think we're, I think we'll be amazed how many do it. Well, we know that it's especially like two of the last three World espe- Series winners, for especially sure. post replay with replay rooms, video rooms, which encourage this. Like, there's nothing that says um, that the guy can't watch the game constantly. Mm-hmm. I think we will, I think our heads will spin when we find out that it's a bunch of teams. I found a post from, um, I think it was an Instagram post from Tim Flannery. He's been on like a million coaching staffs, he's been in baseball forever. 
And he makes some good points. We can talk about this tomorrow. He makes some good points about how some people are overblowing this thing and, and maybe to increase their own profile if you're a baseball reporter or maybe to make yourself look good if you're somebody in the league. Yeah. He makes some good points about this whole thing that I, I have an open mind to. I disagree with them, but I have an open mind to. Happy Josh Donaldson Day. Happy one-year anniversary to Score North. Mackie and Jeb with Rami back tomorrow.